What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Today we have Gwen Fox on Art Pays Me. Thank you, Gwen, for coming through. Uh, I really appreciate this. And um, you're the first person I have on who has no direct connection to Nova Scotia, at least not that I'm aware of. No, I don't. So, <laughs> hey. Okay, cool. So what is it that you do? Well, I am a, a professional artist. I am, uh, teach workshops and I'm an art coach to fabulous artists. I mean, really good artists. Okay. Did you, by any chance, like get a, are you, are you part of like that Marie Folio uh, type group? Or? No, I'm not. No. Uh, just, so you just like came upon, like, okay, I'm curious. What made you want to get into coaching and, and doing all of that? Have you always been sort of just passionate about helping other people learn? You know, Dwayne, that's that's a good question. I have. I've been passionate about helping, but uh, let's face it, artists need to make a living. Yes. And um, my belief is is that you need to you you should not put all your eggs in one basket. Like oh, I hope my paintings sell. Mm -hmm. You know, because that that can work and it cannot work. But when my husband passed away, I needed to know if I thought, okay, my paintings are selling, this is great, but is that going to last? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be consistent? Can I pay the bills? And so I thought, what can I do that's different? Because I was teaching and I was selling my art through galleries. Okay. And so I decided to do something. I thought, what could I do different? And I thought, you know what? I need a coach. Uh-huh. I need a coach at, because I needed to know how to do things. Right. And so I studied uh, with this gal for two years. She was in Connecticut. I lived in Colorado, and I flew to Connecticut for uh, four times a year for a day and a half. Wow, that's impressive. That's drive. That's drive. That's right. <laughs> and I knew no one, no one. I knew nothing. Okay. And I was with a group of very high powered people. Uh -huh. I mean, I was the only artist, Dwight. You know what? I, I hate to say it, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Why? Because I, this is one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to help break this mindset that artists can't or shouldn't uh, care about those kind of things. Mm -hmm. I find that there are lots of other people in unrelated creative, well, in other industries, put it that way, who are recognizing that they can capitalize on certain things to grow um, mm -hmm. in life. And a lot of times artists are kind of waiting for something to fall out of the sky to them and not just going you out and getting it. You got it. And, and they're not, it's not going to fall out of the sky. You've got to make it. Mm -hmm. And so I studied, and a lot of this was mindset and artists 
lack that mindset, that, that conviction that, well, they have the conviction, but they don't have the belief and the confidence in themselves. Right. And I didn't. So, hey, I'm, I'm prime example right here. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <No>. I can relate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. You go into the studio and unfortunately I think we go in each time to produce a painting for a gallery for, yeah. for whatever, a show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that kind of puts the kibosh on our creativity because okay. we have a goal. We, we want to produce a really good painting. And instead, we need, you know, when I teach, I said, I will say, today is trash can painting day. Mm -hmm. We're going to just paint and we're going to, you know, it's it's trash. So don't worry about it. And guess what, Dwayne? They do their best work. Yeah, there's no restrictions. There's no, you just letting go. That's right. No expectation. That's right. But artists have a very hard time of the ones that I work with justifying spending money on themselves. Mm, Have you found that? Preach. Yeah, absolutely. I'm guilty myself and um, I've definitely seen it in the people that I've talked to for sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll go to school, we'll go to art school, but beyond that, it's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) that's legit yeah Yeah. you know but maybe getting a coach or going to workshops or taking a workshop online mm, we got to think about that yes you know whereas they don't realize that their success as an artist is in direct correlation to their growth Mm -hmm. and you can't grow unless you continue to study and to you know, be with somebody that's better than you or thinks different than you. Absolutely. I find um, I had a big mind shift when I actually was fed up with the creative industry and I I pursued a degree in information management. And it was when I was around all of those business-minded people. A lot of them worked in the government, were military, Mm -hmm. all different kinds of fields. And I realized, whoa, their way of thinking... um, could be applied to art and the way I thought could apply to them as well. Uh, but it was interesting when I started to think more systematically and, and uh, strategically and apply some of that to the, the, the uh, challenges I had in my creative business. I was like, whoa, now I can do this creative art thing again because uh, it was my mindset that was holding me back. So. That's right. Because we, we tend to think that it's fluff. It's extra. It's not extra. Yeah. It's you not. know, and you, you can make a living with it, but you've got to think different. Yes. And, and you've got to think like an entrepreneur. You are the CEO of your company, whether you want it, whether you want it or not. Yes. So, so let's take it back a bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in East Tennessee on a farm and it was a magical farm. And my mother was, uh, she had to cook for the farm hands. So I must've been in her way. So what she, she did a fabulous thing. She uh, took plain wallpaper and wallpapered one of the halls of the hallway and said, this wall is yours. Oh, cool. And I was in heaven. 
And my mother, though, ended up re-wallpapering that every week for years because I would fill it up. And, but it kept me busy. But I grew up thinking that all children could, grow, to, could draw on the walls. <laughs> and I got into a lot of trouble because of that. Oh, I could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That wasn't too good. <laughs> okay. And where, do you, where are you based now? I am in Taos, New Mexico. Okay. Is that anywhere near? Um, anything I really know about New Mexico is Roswell. Is that anywhere near there? Uh, no, it's near Santa Fe, but it's a it, it is a funky, fabulous little town that you'll have to come. Okay, all right, cool. You'll uh-huh. have to come. It's really nice. All right, and like, what's the weather like? Is it sort of warm all year round, or does it get colder? Well, we're at the base of a ski mountain, so we have really the best of both worlds. It'll snow, mm. but it melts because then here we are at the base, but then out here is the desert. Okay. And so I know, I know it's just weird, but it's awesome. It's just awesome. And they had the best skiing that they've had in years this last year because we got so much snow. Okay. The weather like today is fabulous. It's warm, but at night it's cool. Okay. So uh, going back to the art thing, what, what's your primary medium? I uh, paint mostly in oil and I do, uh, I also paint in acrylic, but I paint over the acrylic in oil and I do mostly abstracts. Okay. So as a, for me, I've never painted in oil and I've always considered doing it. What would you say is the benefit to painting in oil versus acrylic? Because I typically paint in acrylic. You know, I love both of them. I teach in acrylic just because it's easier for the students to, you know, travel with it. Mm. But there is a lusciousness about the oil. Mm. There is that that feeling of uh, of a glow, and and it it, it just I don't know. It's totally different. Yeah. And now that they have you know the gamsol instead of the turpentine, turpentine it makes it great. Oh, okay. You know? Uh, huh. So I guess I should just pick up some paint and, and try some. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Get some Indian yellow. Get okay. some quinacridone magenta. Get some, I mean, go through, but get these transparent colors so that you can do a glaze over your acrylics, which really will make it glow. Cool. Cool. So is yeah. that what you do? Like after it dries, you just do. Uh, put that glaze over it. I will. I will take the painting probably as far as I can go with the acrylic. Yeah. Then I I put out my oils and I start out with the transparents mm-hmm. because you know that's that's great. But then then I will mix and and get some neutrals in there. But I will put it on very thin until the end. And then if I want something thick, I just put a little bit on then. Mm, cool. Cool. Yeah, I think you'll love it. All right. Uh, yeah, I got. I just got to stop being scared and, and jump. <laughs> Go for it! Come on. <laughs> so, did you have any uh, major creative influences growing up, or were you just more into your own world? You know, I took my first workshop too much shy of my fiftieth birthday. Okay. And so I was a late bloomer. 
Gotcha. I was always, you know, I was married at the time to a guy that was in the military. And so we traveled all over the world. So getting and doing art was something that I did, but it was more of a hobby. Uh-huh. It was a hobby. And then, um, then I decided to divorce and I took my workshops and I was like a sponge. And so I would go take these workshops and I would say, that's the best workshop I've ever had. And then about two weeks later, I'd say, but there's something missing. Because mm. in workshops, and I'm sure you know this, is that they they teach you how to mix the color and how to put it on and how to do the design and all that's good. But I needed the six inches between my ears mm -hmm. reprogrammed. Yeah. And so that's when I started studying the mind and the creativity and how they relate and, and the art and spirituality and, and all of that. And so that's what I teach in my workshops as well as how to paint. Do you find your students are resistant to any of that at times or are they on board? Dwayne, they are so on board. It is unbelievable because Okay, I in in teaching uh, uh, years ago, I taught here in Taos before I moved here, yep. and so it's a five day workshop, and so I would tell the students, I said, okay, every morning we meet here in a semicircle. I do a talk, and it was always on the mindset, but I do a talk. But on Friday, we don't do the talk. Mm -hmm. Well, I come in on Friday, and there they are. They're sitting in their semicircle, and I said, hey guys you forgot, you know, we don't do the talk today. Mm -hmm. And there was a silence and they said, but we come for the talks. <laughs> that's and fun. that's when I knew I was on to something. Uh -huh. That's when I knew it wasn't just me that needed it. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, they needed it. Now technique and all the other, yes, you've got to have it. But mindset is more important actually than that. It absolutely is. Absolutely. And so it's just, uh, it was amazing. So then that's what I do now. And I have never had anyone uh, resist it. They're just like, Oh my gosh. Mm. So with, with that coaching and, and selling your art, do you ever struggle with, which one uh, do I define myself more of as? I do. <laughs> I do. Good question. Yes. Yes, I do. Because I love both. Yeah. And But that's, you're absolutely right. Mm, yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. I, I, I'm a multi-hyphenate in some ways too. And it's always a struggle of saying, today I'm this, period. And then other times I'm like, no, I want to be all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. But you know, um, I don't know. It's worked for me. Yeah, well, that's 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 good. Um, and and when I look at your website and everything, I don't get a sense of they're competing with each other. I really feel like they complement and relate to each other because what's great about you as a coach that I've seen compared to some others maybe is you're actually doing the art. You're you're doing the work. Yeah. 
so right. like you're you're practicing what you, you preach so it, it it lands that level of credibility to what you're saying when you're coaching your students well and it also helps because when the student gets to um a place that i know exactly where they are mm -hmm. i've been there yes you know it's like uh one of my gals just had this big show and and so I said, okay, now do not be surprised is that after the show, there's a letdown because mm. you've worked so hard to get this going. And uh, sure enough, there was. And she says, thank you so much. I was prepared. Yeah, that's great. You know, that's great. So, so when, when, oh, sorry, go ahead. If you no, have. no, no, that's okay. If there for selling work, would you say that the smartest thing for a painter to do is to become affiliated with a gallery of some kind or multiple galleries? You know, the world is changing, but I still think that being in a gallery is credibility. Okay. Um, it's like if you go somewhere and you say you're an artist, they'll say, well, what gallery are you in? Are you in? Uh, I'm right. If, if you're writing a book, oh, really? Mm. You know, is it on Amazon? Is it published? Right. What about that? It's credibility. Mm. But I also say to my people, don't stop there. Yes. Continue on. You've got today, we have the world. Yeah. And so don't stay in your little tiny little safe bubble get out show it on instagram show it on facebook get in the online galleries do all that you can to put your art out there mm -hmm. because that's what it's going to take to do it as many people as possible should see your work yes and don't be ashamed or embarrassed uh, no no that. and when they say a child could do that <laughs> you just smile Yes. Thank you for sharing your ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I would be lying if I didn't have somewhat of that attitude at some point in my life. Mm -hmm. However, when you start to see other people do well while you are, quote, right, <laughs> then you're like, oh, hmm, maybe there is something to this selling thing and marketing thing. That I, well, you know, have you ever been to a show at, or you're showing at this show along mm. with your friends and they're selling and you're not? Mm, yes. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. And it's, you know, but people are saying, oh, this is fabulous. I love this work. I love this work. But then somebody comes along and they're saying, uh, you know, I don't like this work or whatever. What do you remember? You remember that one comment over yeah. 500 good ones. That's true. And in the middle of the night, you say, you know, maybe they're right. I'm, I'm not a really good artist. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why we do that, but we do that. It's true. It's very true. So I want to talk about for my art gallery, you were selected by to, to show with Prince Philip, I believe. 
Yeah, His Royal Highness Prince Philip, yeah, in England at the Fremont Art Gallery in England. Wow. So how did that come to be? Well, it was very simple. I entered a show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to say, but it was a juried show. Oh, well, I mean, give yourself some credit then. Yeah, well, you know, it was a juried show and and it was very interesting because I, I entered and they called and they said, you got in. And I said, oh, thanks. And they said, no, I, I don't think you really understand. You're, you were selected to show with His Royal Highness Prince Philip. And I, I thought, really? Wow. Thanks. No, ma'am, I really don't think you understand. <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, I went and it was a marvelous occasion. It was in Bury St. Edmunds and uh, at this gallery and it was fabulous. It was wonderful. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, I, I got to meet, uh, I got to meet him when I was, I don't know, maybe 11. Um, I was in St. John's Ambulance and I guess he's like really affiliated in that somehow. And really? He, I didn't realize like who like who he really was <laughs> until after, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, and you have a book coming out. I do. I have a book coming out. Hopefully, I've got to finish writing it. Now, writing is not my forte, and I've got to work here to get that. It's you know, you can speak, you can talk, but you sit in front of the computer, and all of a sudden, it's like this door comes down. Mm. and it's putting the words together but it's uh it's going to be on how to create authentic art it's not going to be on how to mix colors and so forth but it's going to be about how to find that creative voice that's that's within you but it's you know everybody wants to find their artistic voice yeah and they they go they go to shows and they read books and they do all of this stuff but the voice is in here. It's in you. Mm -hmm. And so it's finding that voice and how to reach it. That's what this book is about. It's called, it's going to be called create brilliantly. Okay. Yeah. So we, we definitely need to remember to look out for this because that, that is actually one of the larger um, mindset things that I've found in, people struggle with it's a lot a lot of times it's it's those folks who are like you who are kind of the late bloomers who haven't been making art in a deliberate way I'd right say. exactly uh, and they're like i want to do this i want to do more i want to make something but i just don't know what uh and it's it's hard to t to direct them into how to get there so a book like this would be actually great yeah well i will be i will be glad when it's actually real <laughs> you know i mean we i'm writing it it's doing it but you know it's uh it's uh it's it's interesting to write a book i i'm i'm so close to pulling the trigger on deciding to write a book it it's hit it's like this concept of art pays me has started to ring some bells and made me think, is there something in there for, that I could make into a book? But I'm the same way. Writing's not 
really a forte of mine. Mm-hmm. I could write the whole thing in like a paragraph and be like, okay, I'm done. But Oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that. <laughs> That's, you know, I'm not a flowery, wordy individual. Right. And so I'm exactly like that. Paragraph, I'm finished, it's done. You got, you, you got it all right there. Yeah, so that's where I'm struggling with. Like, how do I, how do I elaborate on things and make make a longer, interesting story out of something without making it me just rambling and repeating myself? So, yeah, that's. Well, that's- I tell you what, I'll let you know how to do that when I figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. I feel like we're kindred spirits. This is this is great. Yeah, I, I feel that too, because you've, <laughs> you've said a lot of things. I'm thinking, hey, that's me. <laughs> yes, yes. So what's next for you other than the book? You know, uh, I'm starting some workshops in August, September, and the 1st of October. I have them here in Taos in my studio. And uh, so they'll be there each five days long. And uh, there'll be two in August, two in September and one in October, and then I'll be doing an online workshop, which is a three-month workshop. And that one is really interesting because the whole intent and purpose of this online workshop is to help artists think in a different way, Mm -hmm. you know, to go deeper and how to go deeper. And like one of the modules, what we do is we... um, I meet with them every week and I'm on Facebook with them and, and so forth. But it's how to take something that you really consider really not attractive, kind of ugly. Mm -hmm. And you have to make a beautiful painting out of it. Oh, okay. Now that tweaks with your mind. Yeah. You know, and one gal could not figure out what to do. And she says, well, the ugliest thing I can think of is my cat's kitty litter. (laughs) and she did a fabulous abstract of that okay and she says man i would have never done this Uh uh-huh she says it just opened many doors interesting you know so that's what i'm going to be doing for the next uh two and a half months okay all right. And so if, if uh, any of my people wanted to sign up for one of your workshops or if people were interested in your art, how do we find you? I go to my website, Gwen Fox, and that's G-W-E-N-F-O-X.com. Okay. I was well, lucky there. that. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah, I was very happen. lucky. I'm Dwayne Jones, and there's like, there's a lot of them, apparently. So what <laughs> is yours? Mine is artpaysme.com. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you had a separate one. Yeah, I know art pays me everywhere basically. So I got lucky in that in that sense. Boy, uh, you did. Yeah. So it was for me actually when I was going through that sort of mind shift and I was working with a friend to uh rebrand my business because it was called uh Big Literati at the time. And it's like, nobody really knows what that means. And it's confusing and it's hard to spell how to pronounce. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff I was designing was around this idea of artistic and creative empowerment. And and, uh, I think I designed something that said, had art pays me on it. And 
that was a, after that it was just like let's look for the domain let's start ha- like search the hashtags i was the only person hashtagging it on social that's media. awesome so it was like you know what this is meant to be so let's grab yeah. it up right now and well uh, let's face it you know artists they want to be paid they want to know how they want to know what they need to do and and they want it fast and yeah. It's just like everybody else, you know, what do we do? What do we not do? And so forth. So I think you got a winner there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope so. I think I like to think so anyway. Um, but Gwen, I really want to thank you for taking time out to, to talk with me. And uh, I have loved this and I think it's awesome. I think it's great what you're doing and thank you for inviting me. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.